0: the big
1: bark listen up dog owners It's for you all you canine lovers it's your favorite podcast the big
0: bark with your host dara burke and canine co-hosts bruno and millie the big bark
1: hello and a very big welcome back to the big bark and today i'm delighted to say that. It's the first time I've actually gone face to face in quite a while. And today we're joined by John Garrity of Treating Veterinary Clin- Clinic here in Limerick. John, how are you doing?
0: Very well, thank you, Dara.
1: To have good. you on, I remember I think the last time that I did an episode here was with um for water puppy parties a good while back,
0: yes, that was
1: pre COVID. That was pre COVID, yeah. So, John, for people who aren't familiar, uh, give us a bit of background on Treaty Veterinary Clinic. You've been operating for a long time now, so the mid 80s, I believe. Right. So, just give us a bit of background for us, right, yeah.
0: Well, Treaty Clinic was established, um, in the mid 80s, and initially it would have been a mixed practice and by that I mean a practice in farm work and small animal practice. And in the mid nineties then we built a clinic in Thomagate in Limerick and became a full only small animal practice from early 2000's so about twenty years ago. Became all small animal in Limerick and another clinic in Shannon and Clare. And today we'd say it's a practice kind of we'd say we consider ourselves very much kind of community based in the midwest area will um, would be the catchment area of it and there would be four vets six nurses two receptionists and the practice would have evolved and kind of grown over the years and we basically provide 24-hour cover 365 days of the year as other vets do as well and so that would be the background to it over the years and uh developed bit by bit and we say with the growth of Companion animals and pet practice. The practice has grown, and we've invested in updating um, and upskilling as over the years as well. And um, I think, in a, to, to give a background to that, we'd say that in practice, 25 or 30 years ago, there was very little equipment um, and extra machines. I'd say were most used probably in horse practice, less so in anything else. So x-ray machines came into vogue. X-ray machines went from manual development to automatic processing. X-ray machines have now evolved where it's all digital. So it's virtually instant. And in conjunction with that, a lot of other equipment has developed in practice as well. Like this practice would have its own laboratory so that most, the routine blood tests can all be carried out on site and rapidly with most results within 20 minutes. 25 or 30 years ago, those samples would have been sent to a laboratory and be waiting, whatever, 24, 48, 72 hours for results. Um, Ultrasound, which wouldn't have been in existence even, is now part of daily practice of ultrasound for scanning and imaging of organs, pregnancies, chest, cardiology and all and that so all of that has evolved and um, again mris and cat scans and all have become part of practice and so you have all this upgrading of practices upgrading of equipment and i suppose with that the increased um expectations from clients again clients are nowadays Looking at programs from super vet to Australian vets and everything else, and so they're aware of what what is achievable and what is possible um and so those expectations have to be matched and that has been the development of practice to match those expectations um and that is how things have probably evolved in most practices over the last um years so. And John, um, like
1: what we what we're focusing really on today is, I suppose you mentioned there all the different advancements in technology, and with that comes like tr- probably a tremendous increase in cost. So what we want to talk about today is pensions and pensions and why it's so avoid to have pet insurance
0: yes well with, the, with exactly with, with these developments and with expectations do come costs so again pet insurance has evolved uh, pet insurance didn't exist years ago now there are a number of companies serving the irish market and those companies all offer a different range of policies policies can be divided into various groups there are policies for the sort of you can say you can get policies from basic to premium level some are injury accident only some are time limited and some are lifetime so if a person is contemplating getting a pet they should consider insurance Uh, we it's not compulsory we can only advise that they should consider it what they have to i suppose look at is the worst case scenario of what may happen and what they may wish to achieve in a situation where their pet suffers a serious injury or a long-term illness so the first thing to say is people need to kind of consider do they want to do this and if they do then the next thing i think they need to do is to do their own research and find what policy they think suits them so the words i use there is compare and contrast the various policies that are on the market because all the policies are different, they all are nuanced differently, they all have d- different features, and one might suit one, one might not suit another. And as I said there before, um, they vary from limited to open ended. So, and it is important as well if people are going to get insurance to realize that there are limitations. Policies don't cover routine things like vaccinations, warming, food. Prescription diets or anything like that. Um, And also, it's important for people to be aware that the policies do require that the pet's health is maintained and monitored and that those vaccines are kept up to date as a requirement of the insurance. So, just to be aware that first and foremost, for people to go and read up the policies, check out what they think suits them. They may well have queries. Talk to the insurance companies. Talk to our vet, but check out everything first.
1: I suppose. Well, another point to mention is like, like, I'm very lucky to have. Uh, I have the pet insurance for Bruno. Um, we never have, never have pet insurance for Millie because when Millie came to us from her previous owners, she didn't have it, and she was too old. There so is like an age limitation. Yeah
0: on when you can actually take out insurance isn't it correct there's a various limitations. the first thing is if insuring if you want to get maximum cover with no pre-existing conditions the time to ensure your pet is at the beginning so you have a healthy pet with no known issues now that's the time to that you have no impediments to the insurance just to be aware with those policies that some companies have limitations they don't take certain breeds or they don't cover certain conditions for certain breeds so just to be aware of that as well but again people need to check through individual policies now most companies start insurance after around eight or ten weeks again there's usually going to be a lead-in time of two or three weeks before the policy kicks into place and again allow for that and this other thing is having taken out a policy it is important that if you want to maintain continuity that it must always be renewed on time and not allowed to lapse and within policies there's quite a lot of detail the first thing is all policies have an excess an annual excess per condition and this is important it's not per all dealers in the year it's per condition so if a pet were to suffer from three or four different conditions during the year there will be an excess applied to each and every one of those and that again varies the policy level in those and um, varies but it it does exist so but what is what's important to cover is that again vets fees are basically covered but there's usually a cap of a certain amount things like third party liability is covered usually death the treatment of illnesses emergency boarding if holidays have to be cancelled over a pet for a reason, and you, and also if a pet get lost, there's usually um, some policy will include advertising to help recovery. So there's a huge amount of personal choice and options available, but the important thing there is for people to study them, examine them, see where they're going, see what suits them, and um, then make their decision. So
1: John, I want to go back there for a second. As you mentioned, um, some breeds and like certain conditions were in certain breeds. Can you give us examples? Well,
0: I think some of the insurance companies may not be covering what are called brachycephalic breeds. These are breeds where they have dogs have been bred who have rather short airways and are more prone to respiratory conditions and end up sometimes having corrective surgery. Uh, These surgeries are where they have to have operations to widen their airways in their nasal passages and sometimes what's called the soft palate. The soft palate is an area that extends back from the hard palate which is the roof of a mouth and if that in these breeds they may have these breathing difficulties and some of the insurance companies I think will not cover them or they will not cover them for that condition and um, so that's just something to be aware of that there isn't you know blanket cover out there for everything under the sun and um, th- th- that doesn't exist and John we've
1: seen I suppose especially in, in recent years we've seen all this cross going on like you have your Cavachons, you have your Cockapoos, all these what people refer to as designer breeds nowadays is that something that would that can impact pet insurance going forward because like these cross these breeds that are being crossed. Like God knows, with there being new breeds. God knows what the future implications and what long term effects could be. Yeah, uh,
0: it's a very good question, and I suppose uh, crossing these various breeds um, may have mixed benefits, it may be beneficial and detrimental, and I think. Um, the answers to some of those questions probably won't become obvious for some time you take certain breeds who have very high incidence of maybe heart disease like Cavalier King Charles are synonymous with it as a condition with ageing if Cavaliers are bred with breeds of dogs that don't have this issue are we going down the line where we will see the next generation and following generations who are healthier and who have less incidence of the condition and less severity equally other conditions may become um, more pronounced so i think um each individual cross poses its own and um, challenges of what may arise from it going forward so i think um, it will be an interesting one over the next years to come how that impacts on breeds and i think it'll be a mixed a mixed bag and obviously that's going to affect yeah, like the actual cost of
1: insurance as well the yes.
0: excess the conditions yes are above it. yes yeah again i, I insurance companies I, I assume um monitor uh, the situation constantly and, and are constantly looking at our policies and seeing where matters arise and where matters are changing and what if there are new conditions or new difficulties or whatever so they would be quite aware if something uh new is developing within a breed or within breeds Um so they will be probably one of the first to notice these things, and um, where what what might be happening. And I
1: know what's that like. It's actually like, it, it, like I said earlier, it's very beneficial. Like I have the insurance for Bruno. Bruno was in with herself Yes. Was, was a small little was that a small incision, or was
0: it? in his case, that was a relatively small incision. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But like the insurance is great for that. Yeah. Uh, on like for Millie, like we didn't have it when she had. Uh, uh, pyometrial, pyometrial yeah, yeah and like again like you do it's only in I suppose when you go to
0: use it it's, it's only when you go to use it that you appreciate it yeah and again not that one wants to have to use it one hope that one doesn't need it but basically I suppose it, you, you can almost compare the insurance of pets to having a he- health insurance for yourself but basically if I were to sum it up in a few words insurance of your pet is offering the owner peace of mind as regards if something bad happens, if something untoward happens, that we have cover, and it also means that you're able to go into a vet, and say, you know. I do want you to find out, do your damnedest for this pet. We will do whatever's necessary. Yes, x-ray and do the blood tests. We might have to go for a scan. We might need this. And there's peace of mind for the owner. And they know then that they're able to do the very, very best for their pet in those circumstances and that there's no limitations within reason then of affecting the treatment. Uh, so from their point of view, yes, it's very, very good. And especially
1: if like say, if
0: it's something discovered at
1: every long-term illness. Yes. Yeah. because the cost the after costs yes. of yeah.
0: that illness yeah. as well if 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 you have a long-term illness particularly <laughs> if it's di- if it is diagnosed and becomes um clinically early in the pet's life um, there's going to be considerable um drug costs for the lifetime of the pet and again i come back to things like where dogs have heart conditions diagnosed early in life and particularly large breeds where does larger volumes of medicines required and um, anything like that where you have ongoing medication you're going to it's going to be substantial over time and um, so because it's ongoing ongoing and again that's where your policy once it has kicked in and once you have a policy that is offering lifetime cover and this again I'll go back to that some policies may not offer that and so they would have an opt-out clause when the policy comes up for renewal so again it is very important to know what type of policy you are getting that it does offer a full range of cover long term that you're not going to um, lose on the policy as a result of a diagnosis your premium may alter but the cover will be there. Yeah.
1: And I suppose as well just like especially as dogs get older, a lot of breeds are probably more prone to more conditions as they yes. get older. Yeah.
0: But most conditions are going to become more pronounced with age. First of all, most conditions like arthritis conditions, joint conditions, even dogs that have dysplasia, whether it's hips or elbows, are usually going to go more com become more pronounced with age. Um heart conditions are going to be more pronounced we haven't mentioned it but we'll say skin conditions which again can be really long term and require a lot of management they can arise from quite an early age and in some cases can be really long-term and permanent and again you talk about long long-term medication and control so again that's where your insurance is extremely important in controlling those um issues and Giving the owner peace of mind.
1: You mentioned skin conditions there, right? yes. So, okay, so you have a dog who has a skin, say, a skin allergy, which could be due to food. Yes. Now, what would happen in that case, there if you decided that you didn't want to actually change your food? Like, obviously, it's detrimental to the dog's health, but from an insurance point of view, if the right. insurer found out that you weren't actually following, I suppose, say so your voice about the voice and um, going on a specific diet
0: well uh, well the diet won't be covered anyway because that's food and food won't be covered i think we'd say that the thing about skin cases is that they're long term and i think it's the medicine part would be covered and okay there is a whole range of medicines out there um and, and changing and evolving the whole time to, like the uh, new medicines have come on the market even this year that are making a difference in a lot of these allergy cases but yes again where your insurance comes in is if if you have a case and you suspect allergies and your owner's keen to find out again allergy testing is an expensive process and sometimes people want to go down that route that's expensive and then they may go further to try and desensitize the pet as a result of that information so all of that is expensive again that's where your insurance is extremely valuable in dealing with those sort of scenarios where you have ongoing ongoing treatment and medication um to keep keep, and again to to keep the policy in date as well because if a policy is allowed to lapse and you go to renew it well then a pre uh, you have to declare then that you there was a condition even if it lapsed by only a day or two it's now a new policy and there will be possible exemptions then for previous conditions so owners need to know that
1: okay and Tom what would be your number one tip I suppose obviously have insurance but what would be your number one tip to see when to bear owners
0: in regards to insurance oh I think if at all possible have it mm. um uh if at all possible take out insurance when you're at the t- at while the puppy's young before it has any known medical issues while it's healthy and ideally look go for a policy that offers lifetime cover so that there are going to be no um issues down the road whatever may arise that you will be able to keep cover maintained so i think that's probably the number one piece of advice i suppose then people take note insurance should probably need to consider i suppose what type of pet maybe they're going for as well and um, maybe to do their own research on that certain pets are obviously less likely to get certain conditions than others and as i said there's
1: have compare and contrast as well compare like and contrast you compare,
0: compare and contrast the policies and you know again it can be quite technical and probably something that someone needs to sit down and look at very carefully maybe write it out examine it and maybe make some phone calls and check out the detail the detail of the policies so that you know exactly what you're covered for that you're aware of the excesses and also that excesses tend to increase after a certain age and that might vary again with the policy it might be five years six years or seven years where not only is there an excess but there's another um percentage that's not covered and again that varies from company to company so basically the whole thing is that the o- owner needs to sit down Study very carefully, read the policies in detail, and again, if they have policy with an insurance company that is doing pet insurance, I think they may, as a result of insuring with them, get um, a discount. And also, if you have more than one pet, I think some of the insurance companies will also offer a discount where there's um, a number of pets being insured together.
1: So. I'm, I'm fairly sure if you have like if you have your car insurance policies i'd say there's a couple of companies that do insurance and do car insurance yes. think, and they also offer a discount for i think so like that.
0: yes yeah. yes so the more the more insurance you have with them probably the better your deal is going the, to the, be. the more money you're giving them basically the better the deal the better the deal yeah. exactly for yeah. for them and for you to do more business yeah. together so uh, that that's where where it comes from
1: all yeah. right john any last thoughts you want to add on pennies
0: no except to tell people go out Consider the pet they're getting, consider what the issues might arise with it, and consider insurance. And okay, there may be people who say, well, we don't need insurance, but it won't be an issue. So be it. But if you think that veterinary fees unexpectedly could pose a problem, it is worth, very worthwhile considering having that insurance in place. Um, And, you know, most people usually pay it on a monthly basis rather than an annual basis. But, you know, people it's up to people I suppose, to examine their own circumstances and what the impact would be for them if they suddenly found themselves having a large bill as a result of their dog getting knocked down or having a serious injury or illness, um, you know, maybe that would require a lot of hospitalisation and like that, what we mentioned earlier, the blood tests, the scans, the x-rays and all of that. When it's all put together, how would that impact on them? So, personal choice and compare and contrast. That's
1: fantastic, John. Listen, John Garry from Tree Vendor Clinic here in Tom and Thank you so much for joining us on The Big Bart this evening. Amazon Business honors Jill Lau, Chief Procurement Officer of Global Network Bank. Last week, Jill saved big and used Amazon Business to help her team buy 327 headsets. Now Bob can keep his conversations to himself
0: on speakerphone
1: With business buying easier than before, Jill now uses her extra time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Thank you for Hang it up, up, Bob. The big bark, listen up dog owners. It's for you. All you canine lovers! It's
0: your favorite podcast, The Big Bark! With your host,
1: Dara Burke, and canine co hosts, Bruno! And Millie! The Big Bark!